Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! M&M's in this movie. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Hello and welcome to the show. You know what, Jeremy? It would haunt me. To my core, if I did not um, give credit where credit is due. That intro was spoken to me by no, none other than Jeremy the Butcher, <laughs> and I stole it. Right. I didn't even give him a chance to say it himself on the air. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like, Jeremy, getting um, a joke stolen from you? Oh, just uh, honestly, you know, I... Uh I, I I take a little pride in that. If I ever heard someone doing my material, I'd kind of go, wow, like, they must really liked my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Jeremy, we are doing, this is, of course, our series on Martin Scorsese and uh, Adam Sandler. Um, we are going through chronologically. We got to funny people. I think funny people is... Uh, I don't know. I ca- I, I kind of like funny people, and I think that it's a good... Uh, it almost feels like a little bit of a break mm. from what we've been getting from the Sandler movies lately. I don't know if you feel the same way, but uh, yeah. we're going to talk about funny people today. But before we get to that, Jeremy, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I was reading the newspaper this morning <laughs> while I was taking a crap. <laughs> <Okay>. and, uh, <laughs> I turned to page... Four. Okay. And right there, <laughs> the newspaper. Uh, under the uh, podcast to listen to section on the newspaper, I saw a, a URL that had both of our names in it. I believe it was patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Ah, uh, and yes, and, and you saw this in the obituaries on page four. <laughs> it was right next to the obituaries um, and to the left of the... Uh, 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 advertisement for, hmm. Like blue, th- blue pill stuff? Yes, Blue Chew. <laughs> yeah, Blue Chew. <laughs> Who should sponsor the podcast. If I know anything about our fans, they need Blue Chew. It is funny how, like, the podcasts that I listen to, not all of them, but some of them, the sponsors really make me feel bad about myself. Like, yeah. a lot of podcasts I listen to, I get ads for, uh, I hear ads for, like, therapy websites and stuff. Oh, sure. Mental health stuff. It's like, you must be, uh, you must have problems if you're listening to, you know, insert podcast here. Yeah, on the podcast I listen to, it's always ads for, like, you know, an app where you can, like, hire a guy to come over and kick your ass. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. Yeah, dude, I you gotta stop listening to Joe Rogan. 
But Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, as far as I know, is, uh, I guess this is a second podcast that we do that's apparently, according to the newspaper, a lot better than this one, even. Right. Which is hard for me to imagine, but... I don't, do you have any idea what's going on over there at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy? Well, currently, Jeremy and Eric have been covering the works of the Coen brothers, which has been an incredibly exciting uh, little departure over there from some of the um, some of the episodes that we got going on in the main feed, which uh, all exciting stuff. It's the first time we've actually covered the entire works of a director or directing team. On the Patreon, usually we'll cover, you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, we call it the supplemental materials. It's it's mm. random one-off uh, suggestions from fans. We'll cover, uh, you know, some more niche like horror stuff, like uh, the Tales from the Crypt movie or the Baby. Sometimes we'll uh, we'll have a little theme month like Monkey Bone Vember. Mm. where we covered Monkey Bone for four weeks. <laughs> hey, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of Mafia Month, by oh, the way. Oh, Mafia Month was a great was a great month. Uh, what do we got going on, though, this month, Eric? Have we decided? Are we doing some summer horror stuff? Or yeah, what? we're going to do some summer We're going to do some summer horror movies, I think. Um, you know, I think uh, Pizza Party Queen had a good uh, idea to... Um, and by idea, me, I mean this. This is how our our listeners tweet at us: is they demand that we do certain things, right? And yeah, we <laughs> abide. They bully all the us. time. Yeah, but I I believe Pizza Party Queen mentioned that we need to do um, the follow up to I know what you did last summer, which is I a movie we covered last summer. What, so I think yeah. we'll do that. That's great. Um, if anyone has any summer horror flicks or just summer movies in general that you want us to cover, um. Tweet at us at Hubie Halloween One, and uh, yeah, and I believe where are we uh, leaving off of the Coens? We're the next step or the episode that we're taking a break after is Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading, correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so we'll take a little break there, and then we'll, and we'll resume covering the Coens for their the last stretch of their career here in the most more recent years. Yes. So uh, sign on up for that. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. And of course, you get all a whole bunch of episodes. I mean, almost too much. Honestly, if you you might want to check your uh, storage on yeah. your on your phone mm-hmm. before you before you sign up, because we've got gigabytes right. over there. Yeah. You might want to check your ass, too, to see if it needs to be kicked, because there's an app I know. Yeah, we got can, feet. Where you can hire a guy to come over and just kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, what would that app be called, by the way? <laughs> it'd, it'd be called, like, like I don't know, something like Hitman I Jason. I think it'd be, like, Bully, but with an I or something. Oh, like it'd be I like bully, that. But it would, I yeah. Bully. <laughs> yeah, I Bully. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is the <laughs> portion of the podcast where we discuss um, the Patreon, which is really a great time and a, a great way to support the show. Um, but Jeremy, you know, I have to come clean. Uh, there is a running joke that we do on this uh, podcast. I think we do this joke like both on air and off, is mm. that one of us will pretend usually me, that we watched the wrong movie. Right. Yeah. Um, it's always, for the show. And, and by the way, this joke is always a hit. Like, it's always very Always funny. a hit. Yeah. 
Always a hit. And, uh, well, I, I have, uh, what's it called when you, like, do something enough times where it becomes a reality? Oh, uh, you know, it's sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy or something. Yes. Or a boy self- who cried wolf. I self-fulfilled a wolf, and uh, I, you know what? I watched a movie. Uh, I did watch a movie for this episode. Mm-hmm. It was not Funny People. It was Huggo. <laughs> Martin Scorsese's Huggo. Right. I got, I guess, so excited to watch Hugo that I uh, skipped Funny People accidentally. So I want to I wanna clear the air right away. I have seen Funny People multiple times, but... Uh, it's probably a little bit more fresh in Jeremy's memory. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to go this whole podcast like pretending that I just watched Funny People because I feel like I'd be, it would, it's, it's one of those things that I think would probably haunt me. Next in my time, sleep though, I, I, w- I would try to maybe, uh, you know, pretend like you'd seen it the whole time and then reveal at the end you didn't watch it. I think that could be another okay. fun way to go huh. for, for next time. <laughs> Like, it'd be fun to, like, kind of, like, just experiment with this, you know? Like, like how long can I go without, like, anyone knowing I didn't, I didn't watch it, you know? Right, right. You know, maybe at the end of this, I will... Um, reveal you. Reveal that it. I did watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, well Jeremy, let's well, yeah, talk so about... You've, you've seen this then, though. You said I've you've seen, seen it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been go. a little while, but I've seen it. Yeah. Um. I, uh... I've seen it too. I mean, that, that is to say, I saw it. I watched it for this. I saw it before as well. So, mm. yeah, I think. Uh, is this a movie that you like? Yeah, I think that's exactly the way I'd put it. It's a movie I like. I-, I like. You know, it's um, it's not a it's not a favorite of mine. It's definitely. We'll get into it, but this movie has is very infamous for being way too long. Um, it's almost, it is a little long. It's almost two and a half hours, and uh, as you can see from the Wikipedia plot entry, it's maybe the shortest plot entry I've ever seen, uh, which is just so funny because it kind of goes to show you, like, look at how much stuff actually happens in this movie, <laughs> like, and right. yet look how long it is, you know? Um, but I do like this movie, and I find it kind of charming. And I like St- uh, Sandler in this role. I think Sandler and Rogan and Leslie Mann are all doing great stuff. And uh, I would, I would maybe say this is like the last kind of good uh, Apatow movie, or it's the like the last Apatow movie that I connected to. Right. Um, I, didn't, I didn't care so much for uh, the Amy Schumer one or the Pete Davidson one. Yes. You didn't care about the, uh, the what's it called, the knocked up people all grown up and in their 40s? Wait, what's that? <laughs> Isn't that This Is 40? Isn't that what This Is 40 oh, is? Oh, you're right. They did do This Is 40. Um, I like This Is 40 a little. Oh, okay. I like This Is 40 maybe about as much as this. Um, yeah. That, it isn't that. It isn't actually that bad of a movie. And, you know, it's got... Uh... uh Oh, what's his name? Albert Brooks in it, which is, it's always good seeing Albert Brooks in something. Yeah. I like Judd Apatow. Um, okay. I feel like over the years, yeah, I I probably agree with you. I I don't, uh, Funny People is probably the last one I really liked. I remember seeing This is 40 in the, and Trainwreck in the, in the theater 
theater mm-hmm. when I was uh, when they came out. But um, I uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm looking at his filmography right now, and it's this is only the third movie he's directed. I know. It, Everything before that he's written, except for he directed 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up. Right. Um, I did not know he wrote Walk Hard. That gives him a couple of bonus points for me, because that, to me, is one of the funniest comedies. Right. And he also wrote Zohan, apparently. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's um, he's not... Um, he's funny. He's, he's, he's great. You know, Judd Apatow was also a, a very instrumental, obviously, in... Um, you know the uh freaks and geeks stuff which was kind of one of the first like oh look how good this you know co- you know teen comedy television show can be look at the heights of television like they were kind of pushing boundaries and stuff with that show i i uh i almost feel kind of bad for Judd Apatow in a way because it's weird he like his first two movies were lightning in a bottle that, you know, they, they would have like $50 million budgets and he'd make like, t- you know, seven times that back in the box office. Uh, right. You know, Pineapple Express, so funny. Talladega Nights, so funny. Like he produced a lot of great work too that he maybe didn't direct. Uh, it just felt like they these guys, this team, this creative team with Rogan and Evan Goldberg and Apatel, it felt like they could do no wrong. Uh, he, oh, he's very instrumental in Anchorman as well, um, mm. producing that. Uh, but then, yeah, around the time he made Funny People, uh, it's like people started to kind of, I guess the tap had like kind of run dry a little bit with uh, ap- the Apatow machine. And at this point now, he's kind of a punchline, unfortunately. Like the uh, the latest movie, he The Bubble, he came out with on Netflix, just universally mm. kind of hated. Um is a bummer uh i kind of don't know why that's happening too because why do i mean why do you think what's your theory i think i was just gonna bring this up is it's interesting how like comedy directors specifically like someone can direct comedies for decades and no one will know like who they are except for like the you know diehard fans or whatever sure um like it seems like horror directors people know and like more prestige like dramas and stuff people know but comedy directors can just kind of like you can you could be like sitting on you could be behind someone in line at the post office who's written like you know 20 feature length comedy movies that have been made right uh but f- for Judd Apatow I think specifically he I mean he was and maybe still is a stand-up comedian, I guess. So he's like a writer and a director who also does the, you know, performing thing. Right. Um, which gives him some visibility. And then also, isn't he in some of his stuff? Or yeah. he's in other... I feel like I see him in stuff once in a while. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's in He's in Anchorman. Um, I noticed... I actually rewatched Anchorman not that long ago. And he's like in the scene where... Uh, uh paul rudd's character wears the sex panther <laughs> um oh <laughs> uh, cologne and it, like everyone's just running out of the office he's in that scene of that okay uh, but nice. like yeah but yeah so he's yeah he's around and he was like we'll get into it but funny people is sort of a 
it's not a true story, but it is heavily based and influenced on his relationship sort of with, with stand-up comedy in general and specifically uh, through his college roommate, Adam Sandler. So like, this is a very personal film for them. This is Apatow directing Sandler, uh, somebody who he used to literally live with. Um, you know, growing up, like they've been friends for years and, and like Sandler's career obviously went to SNL while Apatow kind of struggled a little bit, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, but eventually got on his feet and now they're both, you know, industry, you know, working in the industry and stuff. And like, it's just kind of interesting. I, I, that, you know, this movie is so deeply personal and, and, um, uh, and it's coming from a the pl- a place of like both, you know, maybe a little over sentimentality, but also like understanding this world of stand up comedy and and really worshiping the world of stand up comedy. Like Apatow loves stand up, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, funny people came out in two thousand nine. Jeremy, this is uh I can't remember if I saw this one in the in the theater. I might have. Um, but, yeah, it's about this uh, comedian, George Simmons, learns of his terminal illness, inoperable health condition, his desire to form a genius friendship causes him to take a relatively green performer under his wing as his opening act. Uh, so let's look at the, uh, the cast here. We got Sandler. We got Rogan. We got Man. Eric... Banana, Eric Banana, Eric Bonanza, uh, Jonah Hill, <laughs> Jonah Mountain, Jace, Jason, uh, Schwartzman, Aubrey Plaza, Maude Apatow, Iris Apatow, Riza, Aziz, <laughs> yeah, um, Wayne Fetterman, Rodman, <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, but more than that, though, Eric, there's all of the amazing cameos you get in this movie, which is something that really Apatow can pull off really well, I think, in his films. Um, because he's he's so close with so many different people in the industry. So he can kind of just give him a phone call. Hey, Andy Dick, can you come over and just shoot this 20-second little thing with us real quick. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a lot of people on call, I feel like, including sports right. stars, famous actors, you know. I feel like Judd Apatow could, like, run for office or something. He could run for the office. <laughs> I think he's directed some o- some of the office. Yeah, why not? Uh, so funny people, let's take a look at the trivia here and see if there's any, any good bits here. Uh, Sandler turned down the role of Donnie and Inglorious Bastards to play George Simmons in the film. I think that was probably a good call. Maybe. Uh, I mean. I can't picture Sandler in Inglorious Bastards. I think that would have rocked. I, yeah, I, I wish he right. would I wish he would have done that instead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess Sandler in a Tarantino is something we haven't gotten before. I know. It's and it would have been great. And uh yeah, I wonder if he kind of regrets not doing it. Just cuz that movie was so, you know, celebrated as well. The Funny People was not. Funny People 
uh, was also a box office failure, which is um, kind of sad. I feel like people don't want to know like how sad comedians can get. <laughs> like I feel like it depress because like the the entire existence of a comedian is to like make people laugh and be happy and stuff. Right. I don't know. I have this theory that like maybe because I can't think of anything any like movie or a, a story that's very popular about like a comedian being sad and depressed or dying. Yeah. <laughs> dying is tough, but I think like, I don't know. I think a lot of comedy is about how sad the comedian is, you know, or how like luckless the comedian is. I, I, so I don't know. I, 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 I this movie's just yeah, we'll get into we'll get into what what's kind of wrong with it, but it's it's not it's not that bad of a movie. It 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 but it does I think you're right like it, I, it, it especially in 2009, that idea had been sort of played out a lot, I think. Mm. Like it's actually been a few years I feel like since we've had like a I don't know, like a Marin, the show Marin, you know, or like Yeah. Or uh, what's the like Louie or like uh, right. freaking uh, baskets or what you know what I mean? Like there's like there's a lot of shows that came out that were sort of like dramas, comedy dramas, mm-hmm. or they were they're just like really sad. Um, yeah, and I feel like that hasn't been happening for a while now. But I think it's because you're right. Like people are like kind of got exhausted with the oh, you're a comedian, you're so sad stuff. Um, Apatow had Sandler, Rogan, Aubrey Plaza, and Jonah Hill write their own material for their stand-up routines, and then he filmed that material. I feel like I'd heard about this back back in the day. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is actually their material or whatever. That's a pretty good way to do it um, if, you're a, if you're a writer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, you guys do this part. <laughs> uh, the plot of the film and its characters are loosely based on the great Gatsby including a character named Daisy would not have guessed that that's weird there is that part where they kill someone with an old model T yeah. <laughs> doesn't there, that happen in the great Gatsby oh, well there no I think they shoot him and he falls in the pool right okay but that I there's, they there's like a killed someone with a car. Maybe they do. Yeah, they might. I mean, yeah, maybe someone gets hit by a car. But like, there's there's a pool scene in this, right? Yes. <coughs> um. Let's see. Apatow said that if Sandler had not been able to take the role as George Simmons, he would have most likely cast either Paul Rudd or Jason Bateman. I would say either of those two choices would be a big downgrade <laughs> from yeah, Sandler. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I would have not want to have seen uh, <clears throat> Bateman in the role. And guess what, Jeremy? Eminem's first acting performance in a film. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. He's back. He's back. I like this one here, this this piece of trivia. Judd Apatow made Clark, Eric Bana's character, Australian to allow Bana to improvise more easily. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's nice. Um, according to the... Oh, this is interesting. According to the audio commentary, Paul Thomas Anderson 
did an uncredited edit of the film. He did get a thank you in the credits, however. So does that mean that he just edited like a little piece of the movie? Maybe. Or something? Yeah. Who was it? Did you say? Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh. I don't know. That's 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 really interesting. I uh yeah, but I it, it kind of makes sense. I, I I know that Paul you know through his marriage, right, to uh Maya Rudolph. Yes, and they all they people. both know Sandler. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's talk about what happens in Funny People. Sure thing, so, boss. Uh, um, get back to work. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wait, wait, real quick too. We got to mention this. So Judd Apatow is sort of known for getting like really high class cinematographers for these comedy films, these projects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like he, like he gets like the craziest, like, and this movie's no exception. He hires Janusz uh, Kaminski to shoot this motherfucker. Do you know who Janusz Kaminski is? <laughs> no. He's like, <laughs> he shot Schindler's List. <laughs> he's like, he's like a world-class cinematographer. He's shot like um, a ton of Spielberg stuff. Catch huh. Me If You Can, Minority Report, AI, War of the Worlds, Munich, <laughs> The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. And like in like in the midst of like all of these films he shot with Spielberg and other like world class filmmakers, there's just funny people in the middle of it, which is kind of great. Yeah, interesting. Oh, he shot Saving Private Ryan as well. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Those movies. I wonder look how good. much. <laughs> yeah, I wonder like how much fun he had working on this movie. I, yeah. done. I don't know because as a cinematographer I would want to be shooting something happening and I just mm-hmm. don't and then funny people just like it's a lot of just dialogue scenes so right. so I don't I don't know how much fun he had I hope he had a good time so the movie funny people starts in 1931 in Paris 12 uh, year old <laughs> Hugo Cabret lives with his widowed father a clockmaker who works as oh shoot sorry about that <laughs> Wrong, uh, wrong plot here. Wrong plot, baby. George Simmons is a middle-aged, retired stand-up comedian turned movie star. Uh, despite his wealth, he is delusioned and depressed, as most of his recent film work is lowbrow and poorly perceived. <sighs> How much do you think Sandler, like had an influence on this character like do you think this is a character where sandler was like i kind of like resonate with this character a little bit maybe i don't i don't know it's a good question because sandler seems like such a happy guy i i you know like this is not a this is not like a good reflection of sandler's life because sandler's like married and has kids so I don't know. I I don't know. But I it's but this is sort of a tropic character, right? Like the guy who chose fame over love and is like whatever. He you know, he's like, you know, so ambitious, but now he's depressed and he's looking back on his life, you know. I feel like uh, it's like broken flowers or whatever with Bill Murray kind of right. stuff. Uh diagnosed with acute 
myeloid leukemia. He is Nothing offered cute an, about it. Yeah. He is offered uh, an experimental treatment that has only 8% ex- uh, success rate. Uh, believing he is about to die, he returns to his roots of stand-up comedy. Yeah. So, uh, pretty good setup for a comedy movie, I gotta say. <laughs> um, I like the no, world. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll say this about it. Like, one thing that I think works is, like, Apatow building the world of this. And it's essentially just our our actual world. Like, where you got, like, Norm MacDonald and Orny Adams and Sarah Silverman, and they're all, like, playing themselves, you know? I do um, kind of like that. I like people playing themselves in fake stories yeah it's cool and like yeah so like the world is like a a stand-up comedian a stand-up comedy world where like there's hierarchies you know sandler's like this mega celebrity he's like he's like who adam sandler kind of is in real life and then you got seth rogan who we're about to talk about uh ira wright is an aspiring stand-up comedian in his 20s sharing an apartment with his two best friends mark and leo Mark successfully leads his own TV comedy series. Leo is a rising comedy star and recurring guest star on Mark's TV show. Um, who plays Mark and who plays Leo here? Uh, Mark is Jason Schwartzman and Leo is Jonah Hill. Yes, okay. And Jonah Hill's sort of like uh, his like friend, his best friend, right? Right. His, his stand-up buddy. Uh, let's see here. George meets Ira at a small comedy club, first hiring him as an assistant. Ira becomes one of George's only close relationships. Later, he becomes his joke writer, opening for him in big comedy clubs, often meeting with real-life comedians who talk about the comedy business. Yeah, so this is a thing. I remember watching this when I, like, not too long after it came out. I was... 2009, I was probably, like, already into, like, comedy podcasts and, uh, stand, like, knew about, like, alt comedy and stuff, and, uh, I remember watching this movie at that time when I was, like, uh, probably 20 years old and, uh, thinking, wow, this is cool, this is, like, looking inside of a, like, like, I feel like I'm getting, like, a, a, a real story of like a comedian a little slice of what it's like yeah Yeah. of like what it's really like and stuff and i was like man comedy is actually like really serious and stuff yeah um and it kind of gave me that that vibe that you get from like like you said like mark maron and some of these other shows like uh crashing is one that judd apatow produced where it's like yeah there's like comedy in it but then there's also like the, the the comedians like struggling you know has has their own like weird struggles and stuff it's i mean it's interesting i think you're right that there's probably just like been too much of it at this point funny people worked for me at least then because i hadn't really seen that before yeah um, and, and i wonder <clears throat> if this is like maybe one of the first movies to do that i don't know yeah, it. I mean, I don't know. Like, it. It definitely is based on real, like, Apatow's real life experience of being a joke writer for Roseanne and stuff. Like, you know, he actually did this for a while. Um, 
for whoa, well, what's the uh, what is that show he worked on with that other famous comedian, the Larry Sanders show? Okay, <clears throat> that yeah. was also like an Apatow thing where he wrote he wrote for that guy. Um, yeah, the guy I played, voted for him in the primaries, by the way. The for uh, Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, speaking uh, of joke writing, Jeremy, I gotta. I'm gonna tweet this out, okay? And we'll okay. see. Let's see if 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 this gets a single like during the entire recording, recording. session here. Mm-hmm. I'm tw- This is a joke I came up with uh, off air. What do you think of how this how this is worded, Jeremy? Okay. Do you think a dragon's birthday cake has unlit candles on it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. All right. That's the way it should. Yeah. I agree. Do you think that. I should like put unlit in all caps? Yeah, I'm a big fan of all caps stuff. <laughs> I like when people just only do all caps. Yeah, I'm kind of a freak for all caps. You know, and it kind of looks a little Jeremy, I appreciate your input, but it kind of looks a little uh I don't like the way it looks in all caps. Let's see. Let's see how many how many bites this gets. Okay. And uh, if nobody likes this tweet in the next, uh, you know, hour or so, the podcast is over. Yeah, it's done. So, it's done for. Um, George reconnects with his ex-fiance, Laura, currently married to Clark. Uh, once his physician tells him the leukemia is in remission, George decides he wants Laura back. Uh, so Laura is played by... Leslie Mann. Right. Leslie Mann is in a lot of... So she's married to Judd Apatow, right? And she's IRL. In a lot of, yeah. Um, stuff. Right. Is. Right. Um, I like her. She's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann's like a really fu- uh, fucking French toast, right? Huh? <laughs> French toast? Uh, from a uh, forty-year-old virgin, fucking French toast. I want to get some French. That's that, that's her, right? Okay, gotcha. Do you remember that gotcha. movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, not well enough. T- I don't remember it well enough to recognize many quotes from it. No, that's all right. Okay. You know what we should do? <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do this. What? But it is up. <laughs> in, it is a po- anything's a possibility on this podcast. I'm kind of interested in revisiting like the early, the first couple Apatow movies. Oh yeah, it'd be f- that'd be a great time. I don't know. I don't know. Um, man, I had a really good idea for a theme month that uh, it'll come to me. It was funny. Oh. Um, what they spent uh george decides he wants laura back laura invites george and ira to her house in marin county while her husband is away on business uh they spend quality time with laura and her two young daughters george and laura sneak off to have sex clark returns home and there is an altercation i remember this part being very dramatic jeremy yeah i remember the marin county thing what am, what am i leaving out what are they leaving out in this part because this this part of the movie is a little uh fuzzy to me um which, which part where, where where they go to meet um 
Yes, Wait, are you talking about where ex. he reconnects with his ex fiance? Yeah. Currently yeah, yeah. Where they well they go they go uh they go to the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to the house and it's like uh they meet Eric Banna. Eric Banna's character is like pretty funny. He's like talking about how hot Cameron Diaz is <laughs> and stuff. <Okay. laughs> and uh, you know, it's kind of showing george simmons that he doesn't appreciate her maybe as much as george would the whole film's sort of about kind of like him trying to maybe wedge in a second chance because he's been such an a-hole his whole career in life and he's kind of just like again going in sort of messing things up for other people because like leslie man's like happy in like a marriage and stuff Mm -hmm. and i think you know we're kind of gearing up to something i think the film might might do kind of well which is like you know, kind of almost setting it up like this is a this is a story about a man taking his life back and like reconnecting with the woman that he loved, and then it, they f- kind of flip it to like, no, he's just a selfish guy s- still. You know, right? Uh, Laura faces a choice between her husband Clark, who she suspects has cheated on her. He later confirms he received a happy ending at a massage parlor. <laughs> Or George, who also cheated on her many times. Uh, Ira is not always on George's side in the love triangle, so when it doesn't go George's way in the end, he fires Ira, uh, who then calls George out on having learned nothing from his near-death experience. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I'd like to see Jonah Hill, or uh, I'm sorry, Seth Rogen and uh, Sandler interact more in movies. It's a good parent. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're good together. And I, this is like the first time I remember seeing them together at all. I think it's the first time they've been together, period. Yeah. In a movie. Was Sandler in uh, This Is The End? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Man, that's a movie that was like pretty good that I think has just been lost to history. Oh, I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, um, that's kind of an Apatow adjacent. Another one where people are playing themselves. Yeah, and um, I really and I remember thinking that was so groundbreaking at the time. Like, you know, we don't we don't love a James Franco now, but at the time, watching him play like a parody version of himself was so funny. And like Jonah yeah. Hill's like this like sociopath guy. <laughs> Danny McBride is like he like is being himself like but just his character from eastbound and down really um brian just saved the podcast oh so um great thank you brian for that for that like uh wow on the dragon's birth to be fair uh brian uh likes everything everything that i tweet so i don't know if that means that it's a funny joke or not um Uh but he did save the podcast once again. So thanks, Brian. Uh, Ira returns to his old food service job. After some time has passed, George attends Ira's stand-up act and sees that his old assistant has become a talented and competent performer. Uh, The next day, George finds Ira at work and they reconnect uh, as friends, telling each other jokes as equals. Kind of like what we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of have always considered myself to be your apprentice, but 
you know, I, I feel like maybe one day we'll get there. Yes. Um, you are my, uh, let's see, what is a classic sidekick situation? If I'm Batman, you are um, Watson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if you are Batman, I'm... Uh, 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 probably like Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, Funny People is a movie that uh, we just talked about, and it's 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 uh, it's the next installment in Sandler. I, I, do you happen to remember what comes next in the Sandler uh, filmography? I, I think now we're in uh, gonna do Grown Ups. Grown ups. Okay. I I, th- I think. Uh, let me let me verify that. But I am excited for grown ups, and that's my boy. And not necessarily because I think either are are, are all that good. Uh huh. <laughs> but they'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. Um. Funny people. Yeah. It's gonna be grown ups. Is uh is next. Great. Yeah. Um. Jeremy, give me a rating, uh, if you would please, on the movie Funny People. Uh, f- <laughs> hmm. uh, funny people is going to get a two point. Uh, oh man, I think it's gonna get a yeah, two point two five. Okay, not too shabby. <clears throat> not bad. Yeah, I think it's um. I think it's a good movie. I think it's way too long. I I don't like any of the stuff with the uh, with Leslie Mann and Eric Bana. I think that all that stuff is like really. I don't. I just don't. It's boring to me. I like all the gotcha. stuff with the comedians. <laughs> I like all the stuff with like, you know, like Kyle Kinane and like seeing Paul Reiser and Bo Burnham and stuff like. There, that's great. And and like maybe the movie should have been more contained to that, but. Yeah, it's just like you really feel the length as, as soon as they start doing the Laura Clark stuff. So, anyway, it's my two cents. Well, my two cents is that this movie uh, is... I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that this is one of the first uh, movies to sort of do this. Give us a you know a, a, a darker more solemn look at the life of a, just the tortured life of a, a stand-up comedian. <laughs> right, right. Um, before it became, dare I say, a little bit self-indulgent. Uh, I think that this movie is, uh, I remember watching this movie and thinking, man, I wish that, there's some funny moments, but I wish that it was, funnier specifically Sandler like isn't that funny in it but he's not necessarily supposed to be I think the other characters are really what what the humor comes from um definitely too long from my recollection I don't know it's all right I'm I'm struggling to say to say super nice things about this movie I'll give it a a two out of four I think that's generous yeah enough it's good uh so Jeremy next week we're finally going to talk about it the movie that everyone has been waiting for us to cover, Martin Scorsese's Hugo. Right. Yeah. A movie that you're so excited to cover, you watched it a week early. 
I couldn't contain myself. And, uh, you know, if you want, if you're hankering for some more uh, awesome movie podcasting, well, you're in luck because we do have this Patreon going on, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We're doing all sorts of crazy stuff over there. So sign on up. It's five bucks a month. It's a great time. Jeremy, anything you want to say before we, well, sign off? <laughs> no, not at all. Thanks for listening, folks. Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Thank you.